This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for making this a part of your morning routines. Much appreciate the kind support as always. It is match day. Arsenal travel to Craven Cottage this afternoon to face Fulham in their aim to try and go five points clear once again at the top of the Premier League table. We're going to talk all about that and more. We're going to kind of combine this, if you like. Uh, We're going to combine this with uh, the preview show. Uh, No guests, unfortunately. Uh, It's funny, like no one was... No one was available at 8 a.m. this morning. I mean, imagine that. Imagine no one else being available to talk about Arsenal Fulham at 8 a.m. But we're still going to try and do a a part uh, a part of a uh, a preview show, just slightly different to what we're usually used to. Uh, good morning to those joining us in the chat box. Uh, thank you so much, as always, uh, for tuning in. Apologies for the slight lateness. I was I, I remembered I had to do something with my with my setup with my setup. I had to do something that I'd got and uh, I hadn't done it. So I needed to make sure that I did that. Not naming anything at all. Uh, Steve, if you're listening on audio, you're going to have to hop over to YouTube to know what I'm talking about. Uh, Carl, good morning to you, to Steve, uh, to Matt G, to Rancid Pumpkin, to Rich, to Olu, to NSW, Jose, Mike, Lynn, Red Star, Alex, uh, Louis, good morning to you, to Carlton, to Maximius, to Peter, uh, Johnny, Temi, and Sir Nicholas. Aiden, Paul, Johnny, and plenty more of you guys as well in the chat box. Ashwin, thank you so much for continuing your membership with TGT. Really appreciate the kind gesture and support to the channel that you bring as well. Uh, let's ch- uh, crack on with today's stories, basically. Uh, first of all, we'll start with the one transfer story that I need to talk about, and that is Musa Diaby. Uh, according to Fabrizio Romano, Arsenal and several other clubs are indeed pursuing uh, the French winger, uh, currently a Bayer Leverkusen, who Arsenal were interested in in January. He actually was a player that the club were considering moving for after they missed out on Mahalo Mudrik. However, the problem um, with Mudrik and, and that situation, and Diaby in particular, was of course that Bayer Leverkusen wanted a money, amount of money that Arsenal weren't willing to part with during the January transfer window. 100 million euros was what we were 
being told. Um, but it seems as though he may indeed be off in the summer. So we'll have to wait and see if that indeed does end up happening. Uh, moving more so towards Arsenal-related stuff. And Arsenal's under-18s lost a 4-3 thriller uh, with Crystal Palace. Jack Wilshere's side still progressing, as we know, hopefully through the FA Youth Cup, but will unfortunately uh, continue to face form issues in the league. Hopefully, they can turn things around very soon. Now, yesterday's Premier League results included some massive, massive implications at the top, bottom and middle of the table. Uh, yesterday, we saw as Manchester City, unfortunately, did manage to get a 1-0 win at Crystal Palace, although they were tested uh, in terms of defensively. Palace didn't really offer anything going forwards throughout the game, but certainly defensively, uh, they certainly offered uh, a frustration to City, but a Erling Haaland penalty was the difference between the two sides at the end. Both Chelsea and Spurs recorded 3-1 wins against Leicester City and Nottingham Forest, respectively. I loved Elliot's, uh, Elliot's tweet from Arsenal Vision yesterday, which is, it's great to be able to kind of watch games and not care about the result, even when it's Spurs and Chelsea winning, because we just don't care, which is quite nice, isn't it? We just don't care about them anymore because they're just so irrelevant to our season. Um, Leeds drew 2-2 with Brighton. Really big result for Leeds, that, uh, and a big one for Javi Gracia. Of course, Arsenal will face... Leeds in a couple of weeks' time at the Emirates. Everton recorded a huge result, though, uh, against Brentford. 1-0 winners at Goodison Park uh, as they aim to try and escape from the relegation claw, uh, clause, <laughs> relegation period of the table. Um, and Bournemouth, plucky old Bournemouth, you know. How could Arsenal ever celebrate a, a win against Bournemouth when they go and beat Liverpool? Uh, the following week with uh, Philip Billing, ironically, once again, getting on the score sheet. Maybe one for fantasy football fans to look out for. But uh, yes, uh, <laughs> small little Bournemouth that Arsenal shouldn't be celebrating against then going and beating Liverpool is one of the most poetic justices I think that we've ever seen, uh, which was absolutely fantastic. And that leaves the table uh, looking in a certain way uh, that Arsenal will need to respond to. Uh, playing a game less than Man City, they lead the table on 63 points to Man City 61. Manchester United uh, play today. Uh, they face Southampton uh, and they will obviously go up to 52 points. But if Arsenal manage to win and Man United fail to win, that will leave them as much as 17 points away from the Gunners supposedly title challenging Manchester United there. Spurs moved up uh, six points clear of Liverpool into fourth place well continued in their fourth place but opened the gap to six points with fifth place Liverpool who have a game in hand on 42 Spurs on 48. Down the bottom end of the table uh, Chelsea sit in 10th on 37 points I have to say that because they're at the bottom end of the table Chelsea there it's funny. Uh, Everton moved out of the relegation zone into 15 50, uh, 25 points now Leicester, however, only one point above the drop now. They are certainly in trouble. West Ham on 23 points, looking to escape things. And Leeds moved up to 23 points, still in 19th place. But that draw uh, against Brighton will certainly be a big benefit to them. Uh, moving on to Arsenal's fixture today. Tierney was involved in training. He missed out on the trip to Portugal in midweek because uh, of illness. He walked past me and the other journalists looking pretty under the weather uh, in his hoodie, hood up, uh, wrapped up warm, which for Tierney, isn't the usual thing. So something had to be wrong and it seemingly was because he was a bit ill when he wasn't able to face sporting on Thursday. 
Martin Odegaard also trained this week as well after he missed the game. He travelled out to Portugal but was uh, not risked as a precaution and he is expected to play in today's game against uh, against Fulham, which is really good news as well. And the big headline news of the day is that Gabriel Jesus and Leandro Trossard are said to be in contention for today's trip for Fulham. Despite all the suggestions and rumours that Leandro Trossard would be missing until after the international break. A report by Charles Watts, the very reliable and brilliant journalist Charles Watts uh, on goal, has turned around and written a piece for goal this morning. That reads, Jesus' return would be a major boost to Arsenal and could also have Leandro Trossard back available following a groin injury. The Belgian forward limped off during the win at Bournemouth last weekend, but is set to be included in the squad to take on Marco Silva's side. So... Very interesting indeed. Gabriel Jesus and Leandro Trossard, according to Charles Watts, make sure you subscribe to his YouTube if you haven't done so already, um, are in contention for today's trip to Fulham at Craven Cottage. Very, very intriguing. Uh, I look forward to seeing if that is indeed the case. And as I say, I'll be with most likely Charles and others uh, at Craven Cottage this afternoon to witness Arsenal's fixture. And of course, we'll be doing the live blog if you aren't able to watch, but you want updates of the game. We'll be doing our live blog covering everything that goes on in the fixture. Arsenal will be playing in black, uh, the black away kit that is obviously the greatest kit ever made. And David Coots will be the referee. Um, Banks, I think, is on VAR. But there you go. That's all the information from the game. But uh, as I wasn't able to do, as promised, a preview yesterday to do a very small impromptu preview section of today's show to give you who I would like to see lining up for the team. I'm pretty sure it's fairly standard of what we would all expect from us at the moment. Uh, Ramsdale in goal, Ben White at right back, Saliba and Gabriel at the back, Zinchenko at left back, Partey, Xhaka, Odegaard in the midfield with Saka, Martinelli up top and Nelson on the left-hand side with Saka, my star man. Predictions, scorelines, get those into the chat box and in part two, we will go through what you're predicting for today's result. Okay, let's go to part two and your questions and your scorelines right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Of course, you can also get your hands on the TGT non-profit merch, which is available worldwide. We've had plenty of people order them in um, from all over the place. Um, from the east, from the west, from the south, all the way in the US. Someone in Australia uh, has ordered some as well, which is great. Uh, and we've already raised over £300 for charity. Um, the Arsenal Foundation and the Cancer Macmillan support, I'm sure, will be very, very appreciative of your support 
to their causes just by buying some TGT merchandise. Uh, all non-profit, all the profits will be going to uh, a local business that's helping to make them and uh, the Arsenal Foundation and the Cancer Macmillan Support Trust. So make sure that you get involved if you haven't done so already. Link in the description. Um, let's go to some of your predictions then in the chat box and, of course, some of your questions. Camera up says 2-1. It's going to be a stressful one again. Andreas Nilsson says 3-1. Nelson with at least one assist in the game. Uh, Azarul says 5-0. Nelson hat-trick and one goal for Jesus and Odegaard. Steven says 3-0 Arsenal in this one. Aditya's going for a 2-0 Martinelli. And if Jesus or Trossard play, they will score as well. Otherwise, it will just be 2-0 with Martinelli getting both goals. Omar's going for a 2-1 Arsenal. Dan and Dylan's going for a 3-1 Arsenal. Nelson with a brace. Erdegaard with a screamer. And Steve Stone's going for a 2-1 Arsenal. Saka and Jesus. Really backing Jesus to be there as well. I'll keep throwing up some of your predictions as we go through some of the questions for part two. Um, James says, there are discussions about one fixture per season being played in another country, such as the USA. How would you feel if the North London derby, for example, was played in Los Angeles? Not good. I've talked about this at length before. Uh, home Premier League games should be played at home. It's as simple as that for me. Um, any home game of any competition should be played at home. If you want to move, I don't know, the Champions League final, but even then, it's the UEFA, which is European. It's it's a European clubs. If you want to move that, it, it should still be in Europe. I mean, called me old-fashioned, um, but I just think that Home games should be played at home. It's part and parcel of those competitions. Yes, I understand that there's massive, massive markets out beyond just Europe for these games. But uh, pre-season tournaments that travel all around the world uh, for the pre-season trips and things like that do. I just I understand that NFL, for instance, comes to London, played at Wembley, played at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But uh, from a football perspective, uh, thankfully, Josh Cronk, I say thankfully, I'm hoping that he's telling the truth. Josh Kroenke provided the guarantee to Arsenal fans that whilst they are owners of the club, no home game will ever be a played away from uh, from the Arsenal Stadium, um, which is which is a great bit of, of news uh, that's been around for quite some time. But how long that will last and if that remains true, we'll have to wait and see. But James, I'm not a fan of the idea at all. Uh, home games should be played at home. Um a lot of you are still going for very positive predictions as well, which is great to see. Uh, Kiel's going for a 3-2 sack with a hat-trick, but Guna Jake reckons it's going to be a scrappy 1-0 win. Jean says, uh, who scored the last hat-trick for Arsenal? It's time for another one. That's a great question. Who scored the last hat-trick for Arsenal? I want to say it was a Bamiang. Was it a Bamiang scored the last hat-trick for Arsenal? I'm trying to think who else it would have been. But I can't think of anyone else other than Aubameyang scoring three goals. Was it against Aubameyang hat-trick? When was the last time he scored? Was it against Valencia? Aubameyang hat-trick. Quick check. Um, yeah, it's all that's coming up at the moment is the Barcelona hat-trick he scored. Uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang hat-trick inspires Arsenal to what? To what? <laughs> Leeds uh, was the last time he scored a hat-trick, it seems. 4-2 against Leeds. Is there anyone else that scored a hat-trick since then? Yes, it is indeed. You guys in the chat box are saying Aubameyang against Leeds. Uh, that was the last hat-trick that Arsenal had. It was quite some time ago, wasn't it? I do feel like we're due somebody turning up and scoring three goals. Uh, so there you go. Um, Paul says, do you expect to see Jesus come on during the game against Fulham? I honestly don't know. Um, 
Charles seems to think that he's in contention. He seems to think that Trossard's going to be in the squad, which is great news. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. I, I don't want to sit, you know, I'm, I haven't personally heard anything, so I'm not going to sit here and say, yes, um, I'd expect him to see him because I don't know is the answer. We'll have to wait and see on today. And uh, hopefully uh, the news that we've been getting today uh, coming through from uh, a number of sources, but mainly, of course, Charles Watts, that he will be in contention and maybe in the squad. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, yeah, yeah, no update still yet on Eddie Nketiah's injury. We're still waiting for more information on that, but there isn't an expectation that he'll be in the squad today. There isn't any suggestions at all that he'll be there. Um, hopefully, uh, he'll be back soon. Um, Max Days Black says, it was Eddie. When was Eddie's last hat-trick? Um, I mean, Jesus's pre-season hat-trick, did he score? Was it? I mean, I know he battered uh, Sevilla, um, but I don't know if Jesus scored a hat-trick. Was it like, was it 5-0 that we beat them? 6-0 that we beat them. Uh, let's have a quick look. Gabriel Jesus scored a hat-trick. He did. I mean, does it count if it's not, does it count if it's not um, a, not a competitive game? I'm not sure. There was also, I mean, didn't who did we play? I think Nketiah scored a hat-trick in the League Cup, did he not? Um, let's have a quick look. League Cup, Eddie Nketiah scores first senior hat-trick against, uh, was it Wimbledon? Is that the game that Charlie Patino came on and scored? Let's have a look. Quite a while ago, apparently. Um, it was against Sunderland, is who it was against. Um, yeah, I think we played Wimbledon earlier in the in the tournament, did we not? So, yeah, it seems to be Eddie Nketiah with a hat-trick in the League Cup. Um, but Jean says that doesn't count. I think that counts. It's a competitive game. It's a competitive fixture. Surely that is the last hat-trick. Last Premier League hat-trick is Aubameyang against Leeds. Last competitive hat-trick, Eddie Nketiah against Sunderland in December of 2021. So there you go. Uh, Louis says, Tom, why are we the luckiest team in the league, according to other fans? I guess having three centre-forwards all out injured at the same time is a blessing. <laughs> um, look, they've got to find some way, somehow, of trying to take the gloss off Arsenal's season. We've been apologised to by the PGMOL for a VAR decision that was not made that would have gifted Arsenal another two points and would have kept us... We rewrite now four points clear with the potential of going seven points clear if indeed that decision had been given, if things had gone the same way afterwards, of course. But you can't really call Arsenal the luckiest team in the league when we have literally been denied a goal that should have stood and they've admitted it. Not just once, but twice in the Manchester United game as well. So, yeah. Very strange. Uh, Raf in the chat box this morning says, tough game today. I think a compromise could be the League Cup final abroad. Maybe an FA Cup semi-final. I think it's bound to happen at some point, but I don't want it to happen in the league. Um, I mean, the cup competitions, I think, are obviously the main candidates. Um, if it happens to a league fixture, it's an absolute travesty. Um, one of the worst things that happen could happen to uh, the Premier League if indeed one of the league games is moved abroad. Because I'll tell you for the reason why, and there is genuinely no argument that supersedes this. None at all. Zero. Not one argument anyone could come up with at all to supersede this point. Okay? And I will not have anything else. But as soon as you take one league game and you move it abroad, that takes away the legitimacy of the competition. Reason being is because one team or two teams or however many teams will have played a game away from their home that could have been at home and that result would have been affected by the different environment, by the different atmosphere. It takes away the fairness of the whole league. That's what it does. And people say, well, 
wouldn't you do that for every team? So one every team has to play at least one game away. Well, all of a sudden, you've now got to put people into a position where let's say, okay, let's say Arsenal, right, play one game away from home. And that one game is Arsenal against Leeds or it's Arsenal against Brentford or it's Arsenal against Everton, right? And they play that game, I don't know, in Saudi Arabia or they play it in the USA, something like that. Well, what happens then is, is then Leeds or Everton or Brentford or whoever were the team that were going to come to the Emirates have now had the opportunity to play that game away from home against Arsenal somewhere else in the world. And so all the other 19 or 18 teams in the league would then have to play at the Emirates, but they didn't have to. They went to another country where Arsenal were less familiar in their own ground. So arguably there's an advantage for those teams or for the team that travelled abroad to play that game because they didn't have to travel to the Emirates to play. And so it just completely unbalances the fairness of the league and takes away the legitimacy of, um, of the competition. I know that there's lots of finer points about the legitimacy of a competition that has a VAR decision that's eventually seen as being wrong and the PGMO has to apologise. I get the the ironies of it all, but that's that's why. So that's the reason. Uh, Matthew says, is the legitimacy of the NFL compromised with games being played in the UK and Germany? Um, I'd argue if for the same reasons I've just said there, I'd argue yes, it is compromised. Um, if, but I don't know NFL very well, so I don't really know if it's the same system as football where there's home and away games. That's genuinely, I know nothing about NFL. So if the expectation is um, that, I, I, that there is home and away games, then yes, Matthew, it, it does take away the legitimacy and it does compromise that if indeed they do play games abroad because it stops that same level of fairness across the whole competition. Uh, Maximir says, hey, Tom, last season we were so good with corners, both defending and scoring. This season we have fallen somewhat in both departments. What do you think has changed? Corners or the coach? Um, the coach hasn't changed. Nicholas Jover is still our set-piece specialist in coaching. Um, I don't really know. I think maybe personnel has slightly changed. Zinchenko coming in. Uh, maybe less good in the air, and that's made us target. I mean, Jorginho, when he's played, is is not as good in the air as, as Thomas Partey. Um, ben White, could you argue he's not as good in the air as Tommy Ass? I think there's maybe an argument there, and he's playing at right back over Tommy Asu this season. So I think maybe there is some arguments. Um, so that's 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 tricky. That's I think that's very, very difficult um, indeed. Um, let's go to... Um, ba -ba 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 -boom. Uh, James says, should Arsenal look to create an Arsenal club for the MLS as we don't play MLS teams competitively and it could use it as a way to grow our fan base and use it to, as a development team? One thing I am in favour of is Arsenal having partnerships with clubs. So like the City Football Group, for instance, that have, I think it's nine or ten clubs around the world, New York City FC, being their one in the MLS, their partnership is part of an entire kind of group of clubs. I am in favour of Arsenal buying into that model and having that model because I think that it's here, it's happening, you know, it's like it's something that's going on. And so if other clubs are able to do it, Arsenal should be looking to do it as well. We, of course, do have links with an MLS club in the Colorado Rapids that are also owned by KSE. So technically, we do have a link there. And that's, of course, where um, Austin Trustee moved from so there is those links um Cole Bassett I think was there and came on trial with us at some stage too so yeah I think there is something to be said about having partnerships with other clubs abroad but certainly not playing uh our home games in the league abroad just no um 
Messi, Raf, oh, Raf just says, the fact that there is also no relegation in the NFL makes it a bit different. Uh, imagine if you were in the relegation zone and the team that you play has an away fixture at their grounds, but your home game is away from home. It's a great, great example. A great example uh, of that happening. But yeah, imagine that, say, you're in a relegation fight. For this season, let's use the examples of Bournemouth and Leeds. And Leeds are, let's say, one point ahead of Bournemouth going into the last day of the season. Their last ho- their last away game is abroad, and they've got to go to what's a typically difficult. Let's say Anfield, right? Anfield, and I know that Liverpool aren't the team that they were, but Anfield, known for its environment, its hostility, the difficulty in which no matter how good you are as a team to go to Anfield and win, very difficult. Let's say Leeds don't have to go to Anfield because their game is being played away from Anfield at the end of the season, and ever and uh, and Bournemouth home and they're playing against Arsenal who have a very good home record as we know decent not the perfect but decent very decent record Bournemouth go to the Emirates and they lose but Leeds go to the USA or Saudi Arabia or the Middle East and play Liverpool there and don't have to face the same level of uh, hostility they don't have to face the pressure of Anfield they get a result and they stay up how are Ben Bournemouth going to feel who have gone to, say, Anfield earlier in the season to play Liverpool and got battered? Or they've gone to whoever they were meant to be playing in this example, Arsenal, uh, and got battered. It just doesn't work. Alistair, I'm sorry, mate, but it, it is the same. It is exactly the same. Because if you've got a relegation situation where, as Raf pointed out, I don't think you have that in NFL, it, it doesn't work. Anthony says there are only really true three home and away games in the NFL facing your group rivals. And this is what I mean. I don't know enough about the sport. I just don't know enough about it to really have an opinion on how to compare the two te- the two sports. But for Premier League games to be played away from the home grounds of the clubs that are in the league would compromise the legitimacy of the competition. And I don't think that's an opinion. I just think that's fact. I just think it's fact based upon everything that we've we've talked about today. For some reason, I think my internet's going a bit fuzzy. Um, not sure why. Apologies for that. Don't really know why that's happening, but uh, the internet's being a little bit down today, it seems. Um, thank you for everybody that's tuned in today. Uh, I'm going to wrap things up there because, as I say, I've got a lot to do this morning. Heading off to Craven Cottage for this afternoon's fixture. Um, do enjoy the game. Do enjoy your day. Uh, relax, chill before the game. Of course, try to get your stress out before then. And of course, afterwards, if things don't go well, take your mind off things. But don't worry, you only need to do that because it's going to go fine. It's going to go absolutely fine. We're going to batter Fulham today. Fingers crossed. Go five points clear again at the top of the table. There's no curse for me away from home. It's done. It's dead. The curse is gone. It's over. Um, my prediction for today, I'm going to be going for a, you know, for the Arsenal lounge, I said 2-2 because I reckoned out of our next five games of this, which this was the third one, I said this would be the one that we draw. But We're going to be fine. We're going to win 3-0. Ben White's going to score a screamer. And we're all going to go home happy. Have a fantastic day, people. Enjoy it. And uh, I'll see you very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.